Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, stretching out, getting ready for the day here, Mr. Andy Molitor. Um, Eagles beatdown? Who cares? Let's just talk about the Chiefs-Bills game. Yeah, it felt like, I mean, it just felt like that Eagles game was more of will they cover with some late fucker even before the game i just didn't i didn't ever feel like the eagles were in danger although there's upsets every week you can't even be 10 point favorites and expect to win anymore especially if you're skipping the practice to go to the wedding of a one-time rub and tug visitor mr robert Kraft. so yeah, brady cut some heat about that i, I don't know that was just a really good performance by the Steelers. Um, congratulations to Keegan Bradley. Congratulations to John um, John Allen. Josh Allen. That's more like it. Josh Allen, your presumptive MVP now, down to minus one ten in some spots. He is uh that was kind of important. That was a big one to get done, not only for them but anyone with Bills futures who have to. Uh, you know, at this point now, likely, if things just play out the way they should play out, likely hosting uh, any AFC title game, a decent uh, shot at the best record in the AFC. Congratulations to the Tennessee Volunteers Volunteers. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. That game, so the Tennessee-Bama game, the Manchester City-Liverpool game, and then the um, Bills Bills Chiefs games. Like, there was some really good football and football this weekend so i enjoyed it tennis was fun uh, our girl the polish princess got in a little trouble for waving her arms <laughs> like, apparently that's like a, a whole thing maybe we'll talk about that a little when we get to tennis but uh it is yeah you can't fade tennessee this week they're gonna be a million point favorite over um tennessee martin the skyhawks oh it's almost college basketball time um Golf's back, though. Tennis is back. Football's back. Everything's back. But real quick touch on golf. I haven't got to a lot of this yet. But the CJ Cup used to be elsewhere. It's been played in a few places. Um, the headline isn't the golf course, even though it should be. Congaree is gorgeous. We're going to be in South Carolina. Mm. The, the headliner here is the field. For being a swing season, middle of October, golf tournament, Rory, Rom, JT, Scheffler, Speed. Fitzpatrick. I mean, those are, I just named like, uh, what, three major winners from this year? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Scheffler won one, Fitzy won one, Hovland's here, Sung J. Him, Sammy Burns, two, two or three time winner on the, on the tour last year. Tom Kim, who just got a win a couple weeks ago. Lots and lots of big names. A tough one to handicap. I'll have some guys around the 30s, um, but there's probably one or two names on this one. This high-end part of the list, I might have to take some swings at because there's just there might be some value here with uh, Rory eating up eight to one. Ooh. Although to be fair, some of these uh, Euro guys and um, even some of the Euro guys down the board, they've played a little more golf than some of these people. Go look at how many times Rory's played. It's been uh, sparing for some of these fellows. So I'll get into some outrights tomorrow with Noonan. I'll bet some outrights. I'll bet some matchups. Try to bounce back. Not the worst week, but rough week. It wasn't great. 
for me, you know, just kind of a break evenish week on matchups and obviously didn't hit an outrider. I'd be strutting around like a goddamn peacock. So, <laughs> um, I had a couple guys who, you know, made some runs at the board, just never quite there. So it back is a strange to it. board. Like you said, Rory's eight, Rom is 10. So there's gotta be some value further down that board with those two guys soaking up, you know, however much percentage that is. Yeah. It's Almost a 30%. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of the win equity, so I'm going to be digging in and looking for some value plays probably this afternoon. And then also don't forget, I, I wrote this in my schedule, since Drew is traveling, also bonus deep dive on a Monday because we didn't do a Sunday show. Drew got caught in a weird travel spot, a sandwich game, as it will, um, where his flight just got delayed. It's apropos for the schedule spot guru that is Drew. Yeah. So he he didn't have that on his cute little chart, did he now? But mm-hmm. uh, speaking of the West Coast and traveling and kind of a low-key beautiful spot to have a tournament, although aren't they all? Really, tennis good. is... There's not really a bad a lot of bad Tennis locations. is truly blessed, except for the times they have to go to Cincinnati and Toronto. But <laughs> Guadalajara... Like yeah, it's a nice city. It's just, it's certainly not Monaco. You know, it's it's not Paris, you guys. So, Fine. Guadalajara is a beautiful Mexican city, and you've got some looks already. When does this start? Just after the show here. The first toss of the ball is just around noon Eastern. So, pretty fun tournament. We'll have afternoon and evening tennis. I like that. It'll be fun. I mean, the big thing to think about today, folks, is this is, I believe, the tournament at the highest altitude in tennis. Um, Bogota might be higher than this. I think it is, but Bogota is generally a smaller event. Andy, we're at like 5,100 feet above sea level, you know, for comparison, Madrid's only, I think about 1,500. Um, so it's tough. I mean, we're curious to see how everybody plays this week. Yeah. I looked at where Guad was one time. Cause I was going to, I was thinking about going to that golf tournament they have on the West coast in Mexico. And I'm like, God, I wonder if I could just drive because I saw Guadalajara when I when I was on the map and I zoomed in a little and I said I could go visit Dogma. And then I did the like Google directions. And it's like six goddamn hours because <laughs> you, you're yeah. going through mountains like it is. It's, it's straight up into the damn mountains. Yeah, it's something to think about, you know, try to focus on fitness. Um, it should be better for servers. Generally, the air is a little thinner. They can hit the ball a little faster, kind of less nonsense like that. But let's jump into it. Just a handful of picks to get us started. Again, taking it slow. It's the end of the season. Haven't seen a lot of these women play in a while. And again, it's just about everybody's first time playing in conditions like this. Now, they did have a tournament earlier in the year in Guadalajara, but it was a smaller event. Not much of this field was there. So, you know, start slow. Make sure, again, you're focused on players who have good fitness and have been a little bit of form here. Um, I think it could be good tournament for qualifiers. I wish there were some better qualifiers, but to have had two or three days to adapt to, you know, the air and stuff and get used to it is probably going to be a big deal. But let's jump into uh, a spread here. First one of these in a little while. Beatrice Haddad, my, um, really confused by this price. Katarina Siniakova, um, yes, has been winning matches, won a tournament, won three or four matches in her last tournament, but all against pretty bad players to maybe decent you know you look at her wins she's yet to really beat anybody that's in the top 50 in the wta or anyone that is 
you know, a solid player. Whereas you look at Sadat Mai, she's had a great season, continues to play well, generally only loses to the top, you know, elite WTA players here. Thought about playing the money line, minus 145 is fine if you want to take that and, and you know, forego this. But minus three games at plus 110, um, you know, when Sinia loses, she loses quickly and she loses by a lot. Thought about even maybe going out and playing some other alt spreads here, but tough to find. It's the end of the season and books are a little distracted with, uh, you know, what's starting tomorrow and all this football happening. Um, so grab the minus three games, minus two and a half. It's fine. Um, expect BHM to take care of business here. Marta Kostyuk going to play Alec, Aleksandra Sasnovich. Um, should be a fun first set. I think we'll definitely see a seven, five, seven, six here. And the market got the nine and a half price right here. Seeing minus 130, minus 135 on nine and a half. But again, if you go up a level, you can find these at MGM. I believe this is a FanDuel price, but just about every regulated book at this point has some version of this where you can bet the over 10 and a half. I know DraftKings does as well. Plus 250, you'll see a bunch of places. Plus 280 was the best number I could find. Just looks great to me. I have this closer to two to one, you know, slightly less than two to one. And just going to take the 10 and a half here. Not a lot of sets where these two women actually get the 7-6 for whatever reason in the WTA. The hardest game to hold is that 12th game, and uh, you'll see a lot of breaks there. So, I mean, if you want to sprinkle the 12.5, I won't hold it against you, but just 10.5 for me here today. And then an under. Uh, Vika Azarenka playing Shuai Zhang. Zhang generally gets rolled by players that are better than her. Um, Azarenka not playing a lot of tennis as she gets a little bit older and her career starts to wind down, but still much better than Zhang. Um, generally doesn't have trouble um, with her fitness and things like that. I think it is part of the reason she allows herself uh, plenty of time to get healthy in between tournaments and just kind of expect her to take Zhang to the woodshed here. But give me the under 21, um, seeing that most places it's starting to tick down to 20 and a half. If you are in under 20 and a half and it's kind of juicy, lay the minus four games with Azarenka, but you should still be able to find a 21 or a cheap 20 and a half, just like the under here, better than the minus four. If Zhang is playing well, or for some reason, uh, Vika isn't quite into what's going on this week, which would be odd, but you know, possibility here, prefer to take the under. It's always a tough thing in tennis, Andy, figuring out whether to take the spread or just go under the games. Give me the under here. And I do want to point out that, and this is how I handicap women's tennis. Uh, four days ago, 4.25 p.m. Central Time on October 13th, Azarenka tweeted from her official Twitter account, Hola, Mexico, with the Mexican flag. So, I and I do, think, I do think a lot of the girls do this, especially if they didn't play deep last week or at all. Like, they know, hey, I'm playing at altitude. I have to get here early. I have to get here three, four days early. I don't know. She didn't like, certainly she didn't play qualifiers or anything. Um, right? No, absolutely not. Like, no. yeah, I'm, 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 I didn't want to make sure I wasn't talking. I'm turned like, hey, Andy, she got there because she had to qualify. No, she's high enough. No, no her, her ranking is still plenty high. I mean, did you yeah. want to talk about the Ega stuff? Because if, if you don't know, look it up. It's pretty silly. Um, not sure what Ega's doing. She comes to net during a point and literally has both of her hands in the air and she's kind of waving them. I've never seen anyone do this before. I assume that it might be against a rule and not just bad form, but she apologized. She won the match anyway. I it could be construed as her trying to distract her. Maybe she's holding up the racket because she's like waiting to hit a ball back. I don't know. It was very strange. She did like a both hands up kind of thing. As a matter of fact, she did like a ha. One one obviously had a tennis racket in, but like throwing that second hand up while the other person's very strange. Did feel a little dirty pool, but again, I'm a big fan of cheating as just as a rule. So You're not cheating. You're not trying. 
as a rule, as a Rinka, same potato, potato. But yeah, no, I like the fact that I spent time looking up uh, Vika's uh, Twitter and IG while you were talking has me double committed to that one. So I'll definitely be on that under. She is fully acclimated. Fuck, I might take an outright on her. I'm kidding. That's probably too. Not playing. That's probably game. a bridge. That's probably a bridge too far. She's not winning this tournament. She's not in this tournament. What? Iga's not playing in Guadalajara. No, no, I'm talking about Vika. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and that, that's that's a bit much. I, the outrights I did take, by the way, if you didn't see my tweet earlier, um, oh, yeah, grab, yourself, grab yourself Coco Goff. Um, you still got some time to get that in. Um, I was able to find 14. I think 12 to 1 or better is fine. And Kuda Matova, 22 is out there just about everywhere. There's a 25. Go find it. Both of those numbers look pretty good. All right. Uh the Broncos are back in primetime. Good job. Ugh. Is that their I third primetime game this year? Yeah. And I, I will say Why? this doesn't doesn't happen that often. They Ugh. don't have a good – because Russell Wilson is still a draw. He's a big name. Faith family football flying. Um, Why isn't this Chiefs Bills? Like, this is nuts. Yeah. I guess team certain uh, TV channels – uh, places have, you know, rights to protect games, which stinks. And you can't move primetime games unless it's 2020 and fucking COVID starts striking. And we start having Tuesday games and Wednesday games. But yeah, we oh, couldn't even I flex this Sunday. So I miss Thanks COVID scheduling. Brinson. Yeah, COVID scheduling was buck wild. But this is an interesting schedule spot here as you do not have this that often. Where Do you remember the last time Denver Broncos played Alex? It was the Thursday no-touchdown game. It was the Thursday no-touchdown game. So this is outside of having a bye. 11 days. the longest stretch a team can have. Again, throwing out the 2020 season where teams had weird stretches. But this is the longest amount of rest you can have without a bye. This is essentially the the mini-maxi bye, we called it. And the Broncos are going to be crazy rested and crazy prepped for this. It just stinks that Russell Wilson isn't quite right. I think that injury is affecting him and they have a terrible head coach, but terrible. on the other hand, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Staley guy. Like I don't think the chargers have made the right call with their head coach hire a couple years ago, and they've struggled with some teams they shouldn't struggle with. So despite it being on the road, I am going to take some Denver plus four and a half here, not getting the absolute best of the number small bet, but I, I want to bet this. Uh, Patrick is stealing my next point, stealing my thunder in the chat. Justin Simmons, all pro defender, back. They're likely to get a tight end back, which helps the offense. They need pass catchers right now. And they're one of the stingiest red zone defenses. This defense is legit pretty decent. So I think the Chargers will have some struggles. You've seen the Chargers rack up some points over the last couple weeks against some defenses that weren't as good. This is actually a decent defense. The under is a good look. I know Drew's on that. Um, I worry about shenanigans in games like this. And truthfully, is it really a road game when you go to SoFi? That stadium is never like more than 50-50 home team fans. So a lot of orange. Um, yeah. It's uh I yeah, I think it's a close game. I'm calling it Chargers by three. Like I'd still like to see Denver continue to lose. So 20, yeah, I mean, 23, 20 is my official play. And that means there's oh. going to be some touchdowns because you, you're probably not getting there with safeties and field goals. Who scores those touchdowns? I wonder. 
I mostly wonder who scores the first one. It's the only touchdown that matters, folks. And again, it was tough with the Eagles last night. Kenneth Gainwell gets him all the way down to the five-yard line. In comes Miles Sanders to vulture his touchdown. Not that I'm whining because, again, we did hit a nice big fat number there on Thursday night. So Dante Pettis gets us, you know, well ahead. We're, we're definitely in the black at this point. Um, big list today. Um, a lot of big numbers I like. One smaller number. Again, kind of a tough game here. The Chargers, you, you know, Alston Eckler takes up a lot of equity. So does Mike Williams from the Broncos' perspective. You know, it, it's probably going to be one of those wide receivers, honestly. Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, if you're um, a same-game parlay guy, toss that into a same-game parlay for a few bucks with a couple other things. Um, the Chargers have been good, bad against wide receivers and stuff. But, you know, as I start to look down the board in terms of prices, I like Gerald Everett, 13-1. to 1. You know, I don't often play numbers that small, but the Broncos have been one of the worst defenses in the league in terms of giving up touchdowns to tight ends. The Chargers, Gerald Everett is the third in total team targets. Um, I believe he's up to second. If he's not second, he's a very close third in terms of red zone targets. Um, Should be getting a lot of looks when they get inside the 20 and inside the 10 tonight against his Broncos team. 13 to 1 looks great. And I talked about Austin Eckler. Um, And if you look at the snaps for the total game, Eckler has been pretty solid at about a 65 to 75% share of snaps for the last few games. But if you look in terms of red zone targets, Josh Kelly had the exact same amount of red zone targets he did last week and only three less red zone targets than Eckler had the week before. For whatever reason, uh, the Chargers seem to be working Kelly more into some red zone packages and at a number as high as 25 to one. Honestly, I don't played anything 20 or better. 25 looks really great to me. Um, Going to take both defenses tonight. These are two of the highest teams in the league in terms of giveaways. Um, Russell Wilson has thrown picks. Justin Herbert has thrown picks. There's been fumbles tonight. And, um, you know, the defenses themselves haven't scored touchdowns yet. But anytime we're going to see a lot of turnovers and things like that, I have to grab both uh, defensive units here. And again, both solid defenses with the types of players that can return a pick six and things like that just hasn't happened yet this year. So give me both defenses at big numbers. Um, the Broncos tight end, Eric Salbert. I loved Alberto at the beginning of the season. Thought he would score a lot of <laughs> touchdowns, wasted a lot of fantasy football draft picks on him. He's gone. It's over. Um, one target last week, two targets the week before, two targets the week before that. Salbert was basically catching every third ball at the end of that game, even though they were unable to get in for a touchdown. He had a shot at a touchdown. Ball hit him in the hands in the end zone, and he got pretty much clocked at that point. Wilson didn't do him any favors, but he's been a huge target um, for Wilson the last couple of weeks. Supplanted Albert O, and at 33-1, to happy to scoop that up. Both quarterbacks, we both know they're mobile. We both know they're capable of running. Um, Herbert a little banged up, which I think is probably why we're still getting this number again, probably still carrying the effects of that injury that almost kept him out for a game. And Russell Wilson hasn't run the ball as much as we've seen in the past, but started running a little bit more last the last couple of weeks. And again, always has the threat of that bootleg or rollout when they get close to sneak it in, uh, to run it in. So 35 and 40 there. Defenses, tight ends, and one running back and some quarterbacks. Andy, let's get it done. NBA tomorrow, and I'm pissed that it's golf day, too. I'm not here. I might just do the I show by think... myself. Maybe we'll have Matt sit and listen, because I'm going to unload tomorrow, folks. We'll go through. I'll recap all the regular season win totals we bet, and there's probably even one I missed. Um, any futures that I've hit, we'll do an awards recap. So um, putting out a bunch of division previews. You can find them on my Twitter, and then at Ace NBA Previews. Um, all those division previews will be out by tomorrow morning, and hopefully an awards piece if I fi- somehow find the time to write one. But uh, big NBA dump tomorrow. And we're getting, uh, the, usually this is reserved for me, but from the peanut gallery, we're getting pronunciation help on 
Saubert. I like the French. I like your French pronunciation better. Saubert. This is like that's the thing. Like, if you're not a star, I might not know how to say your name because I watch a lot of football with the sound off. Like, you could you could have fooled me on that too. I had no idea. And abnormally distributed says, I don't think Russell Wilson can cook even if he used HelloFresh. This episode brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is not easy. I took no. the bait on that crap. Screw that. They said you have weird food. The vegetables are never never ripe. It's terrible. Yeah. All right. Well, you're I guess over, it's not You're too. overpaying for chicken breasts. Not brought to you by HelloFresh. Yeah, cook your own food, guys. Anyway, it's the NBA season tomorrow. I wanted to get a little bit in, and thank you for the help on that, Feldman. We need it. We need all the help we can get. Um, I put together my predictions. I didn't want to do the full, like, because everyone made fun of the 538 ones. I'm like, <laughs> well, I should have some. And then I thought about it. I'm like, man, yeah. I don't want to put a prediction together for all 30 <laughs> teams. Is that how many we're at? Oh, it's easy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I could have listed him in order, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to stick to the top. And I, honestly, I didn't get too out of pocket on this. Um, a little bit in the West, but it, and truthfully, I haven't even looked at the odds. Are the Bucks and Sixers chalk for the East? Is that did I just no. chalk there? Celtics, Celtics and Nets. Celtics and Nets. All right, fair, fair. I, I thought I kind of went chalky on this. So the Nuggets. And the Wolves in your finals, we've all heard how much everybody loves the Wolves, the addition of Rudy Gobert, and the ascension of Anthony Edwards. That's fine. Let's get them into the finals of the Western Conference. I'm not so sure they're quite ready to take the full-ass step to really run through the playoffs. I think they'll have a nice regular season. It's been um, convinced. Everyone's convinced me that they'll have a very good regular season, maybe be a little bit of a fade in the playoffs. But still, I think they get to the second round fairly easy and Win one more and take on the Nuggets, who, boy, I've been absolutely bamboozled and sold on this Nuggets team for sure. People can't stop talking about KCP. You get yourself uh, – it's, it's always been a good team. It's been a team that's had an MVP on it, an MVP candidate every year. And then you add, uh, you know, just a few more pieces. You get a nice 3 and D guy like this, and fuck it. I guess Nuggets are Nuggets are ready. This is it. We're finally going to do one. So Denver over the Wolves in whatever, five games. I don't give a shit on that. Eastern Conference Finals, 76ers finally do it. The 76ers over the Bucks. I really, really like the Bucks. I wanted to pick the Bucks to win, but, man, a lot of people picked the Bucks to win. So I kind of went, uh, I don't know. Hey. You know, I'm happy little, with that. And little I'm ready to get hurt, by the way. And, and I'm ready to get hurt thing. by my Sixers. So, it's like, I'm just going with the theme of the day, the the zeitgeist, the you know, whatever's hot in the streets right now. Philly's hot in the streets. You got the NLCS. Eagles are rolling. Now. Phillies are hitting think, bombs. Yeah, Phillies are hitting bombs. They're in the NLCS. They have a fighting chance against the, the Poppies. The Eagles haven't lost a goddamn game. Sirianni's fired up. Everything's working up in Philly right now. Why not us? Why not now? Your one, two, three, four, five, six, seventy-sixers in six games over the Nuggets come next June, July, somewhere in there. I think sometimes it dribbles into July if you go. Seven. It does. Depends how late it goes, and um, there's going to be some overlap on these picks tomorrow, Andy. I think that the Nuggets making the Western Conference Finals—that's definitely possible. It might just be a step too far for that team. Um, 
I am ready to get hurt. I'm ready to get hurt by the 76ers. My heart is open and ready to be shattered into bits and pieces by Glenn Rivers <laughs> and playoff James Harden and all the horrible things that are bound to come. But it is the best stinking team that I, I think they probably ever had in my lifetime. This team is spectacular. Um, Harden will have a chance to save his body and not get too used up before the, the postseason. Maxi, I hope you guys grabbed those um, MIP bets. We talked about those a month or so ago. The number is all the way down to 11 to 1. I think we're looking at a possible Maxi all-star season. And Bede is going to do and beat things. The team is deep. I'm ready. Let's get hurt. I'm yeah. I'm just gonna bet. I'm gonna bet that exact matchup, the finals matchup, 76ers. I love the Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets I'm gonna great. go dig that up. So, yeah, it's maybe I went a little contrarian. I don't know. Some smart, smart people like all four of those teams. So, um, yeah. Good luck to you in your tennis. Good luck to me in betting on the fucking Broncos. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, we get our first touchdown score. I don't have to worry. Honestly, if we get the first touchdown score, just turn it off. And it's and it's a Bronco, and they're up seven nothing, or even seven to three. I will look to buy out of that position and just turn the game and and just wait until halftime, have some fun. So I like it. That's smart. All right, you guys. I will catch you Wednesday when I'm back. Matt and Noops talking heavy NBA tomorrow. Maybe a little baseball, college football tossed in there. We'll, uh, since Matt's there, we'll make him talk. Yeah. That's something. We'll see ya. We'll see you guys Wednesday.